Welcome, everybody, to the Berean Brotherhood. Here we are again, another episode. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence, uh, transhumanism, and what's going to happen at the end of the world. Boop, boop. Let's go into the topic of artificial superintelligence and BSIs, like brain-computer interface chips and um how that all has to do with the end of the world the future antichrist to come what should we be expecting what's up everybody welcome back to the brian brotherhood like uh my bro david was saying we're here to talk about the robot apocalypse which is coming for all of us clearly there is no stopping it i for one welcome our robot overlords <laughs> so everything i say in this episode will be completely propaganda ish pro robot uh messaging uh, I love the Bible, but I also like not being enslaved by, you know, cybernetic organisms determined to destroy all of humanity. But will, will AI go there? I don't think so. And I, I think most of the leading experts like Elon Musk and all the major AI father and mother figures don't think it'll go there. I'm, I'm more interested in AI as just another version of technology that humanity is on the precipice of kind of unleashing. They've already started unleashing it in a bunch of different areas. I had a friend in my last job, uh, He's in college and I'm such a boomer because I didn't even know this, but he was telling me like, oh yeah, um, basically for my math problems, I'll, I'll have a little AI app. It'll take a picture of the problem, even with my handwriting being as messy as it is. And it'll just solve the entire thing right there. And I was like, man, it, it can just recognize through your handwriting and everything. He's like, yeah, this has been out for years, Lee. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm literally behind the times. But mm -hmm. I mean, it, I, I think the church is a little divided on it because it's, it's, the same old story of old versus new, right? Like you could talk about AI, you could talk about a new type of boat, you could talk about new clothing style. Like humanity has some similar patterns whenever something new shows up on the scene. And I don't think AI is an exception to that. I think for all the capabilities of it, and we'll probably go into this later, I am not afraid of it at all. But I do think that humanity's in for a wild ride over the next decade or two. Same as they are with almost any new frontier we embark on, but we'll get into that more later. But I am pro AI. Yeah, um, for me, uh, honestly, there are a lot of convenience conveniences, you know, for um, AI and everything like that. You know, having a whole Bible app on our cellular devices. Um, of course, me, I would rather have the physical Bible uh, and just regular physical books, of course. Yeah, we're definitely going to go uh, more in depth with it and everything. Um, as for me, I, like I said before, I'd rather have physical books and everything and of course a lot of people are going to have their own opinion like oh did we get lazier did we get you know are there going to be jobs taken away by by ai and everything like that so yeah i want to make it a little spicy let's talk about something called project blue beam it's a conspiracy theory that originated Ouch. in the 1990s, and it has to do with a, a, a theory about the United States government collaborating with NASA to plan a massive fake flag operation simulating the second coming of Jesus Christ Ooh. with an extra extraterrestrial invasion using advanced technology in order to establish a new world order. Is that now, on the record or is that conspiracy theory? It, it's on conspiracy theory. And it was originated in 1990s. But this theory has four claims. The first one is that uh, they stage um, technology to create earthquakes, UFO sightings, natural disasters to make people believe that a great cataclysm event is going is coming. 
Um, then the second part of it was to stage a fake alien invasion with holographic images, spacecrafts uh, projected in the sky, but actual um, damage being put on the Earth. Mm. Next is to create a fake religious event to cause such as an appearance of a messiah, like a rapture-like type thing, uh, using holograms and special effects. And we see the the forward movement of this technology with having uh, Michael Jackson still performing at concerts through holographic uh, uh, concerts. Also, uh, Tupac, Tupac um, and other artists. So we, we're, Never seeing, died. we're seeing the advancements of these types of technologies and uh, the implementation of the New World Order. You know, with all the people coming over the border right now, this may be a little controversial, but they've been talking about this uh, just how they have uh, unified a few European countries creating the currency of a euro. Um, back in the day, I remember a movie called The Zagheist that came out. They were talking about uh, United States, Canada, and South America combining all, lifting up the borders, and creating what is called the Amero. Now, what I'm saying is not nothing new, but as we see what's happening now, it seems as we're going further and further to making this happen, especially that they're building a highway through Mexico, Texas, supposedly going up through the states. So, you know, I, I just see this and, you know, some things that we can say, yeah, they are a conspiracy, but the more we're in 2024, they were predicting these things in 1990 and technology and so many different things are showing that it's possible for these things to actually happen mm -hmm. with the government, with NASA, with with other things. Yeah. Usually Dave and Rich take like a, a macro perspective on these things. And I usually go a little micro. I usually go ground level. But like if you if you take just the ground level day to day news cycle that we have right now, there is like a slew of AI scams that are on the record popping up already. Like you have hostage hostage extortion already. So basically the AI is going to record this conversation, me, David and Rich talking, and it'll get 20 seconds worth of conversation for me, get a couple of pictures for me from Facebook and Instagram. And tomorrow, David and Rich will get a voicemail saying, my voice, guys, guys, help me. I've been kidnapped by the scary men. You know, you got to pay $50,000 to this bank account right here. And it'll sound pretty close to me. And the family members will get spooked. Usually they'll try and target senior citizens with this. And they'll, they'll wind up paying thousands and thousands of dollars to these kind of extortion schemes. Another one is like crypto inflation fraud. So they'll have like blockchain imitators and they'll have just, you know, a few bad actors. This is not an organization of 40,000 bond henchmen. It's not like an organization of 40,000 bond henchmen. It's a couple of guys, maybe five to 10 guys tops that are using AI to generate a bunch of high quality, high production images, sell it to, again, senior citizens are almost always a target for these things. Tell them some new type of cryptocurrency is up and coming and it's got great value and then just milk all of these people worth of their money. They have like a Nigerian email upgrade from the old days. I remember when I was uh, like 15 and I first had an email account and they sent me one of those emails and they're like, hello, my friend. We come to you with $40 million. Please give us information to transfer to bank account. And I was like, I got to give them my, my bank account because I'm going to get me some $40 million. <laughs> they spell chocolate like mocklet. They spell bus like must. The, the grammar was all terrible. So later on, I felt like a dumb and I realized, you know, 
it wasn't actually $40 million for me. And the joke was on them because I was so broke, they couldn't take anything. But the AI generated models of this are so good now. Like the emails are perfect punctuation, perfect grammar, um, different dialects and, and versions of communication for different regions in the same country. Like it's, it's very high level now. It looks like professional emails. And then my favorite one, which we actually spoke about during the pornography episode, two episodes back. If you haven't checked that one out, please go do so. Mm -hmm. But basically all these OnlyFans quote unquote entrepreneurs are getting upset because there are AI generated image farms that are mm -hmm. producing images of men and women, usually women, because that's the largest paying base of like something like OnlyFans. It's almost always dominated by men, but there are women also who are customers, obviously. But these OnlyFan image farm mills run by AI will generate images that are so seductive and high level. Some would even say even more attractive than quote unquote standard images of men or women that they're pulling all of the revenue from all of the other accounts into their accounts, basically. And it's not like a it's not like a beautiful girl who's selling images of her body on it, which is already we have moral problems with that. But this is just one guy in his underwear in the middle of Dubai somewhere who's generating 10,000 images a day of high quality AI produced erotic mm. pornography and just making hundreds of thousands, not millions off of it. So men and women are now tricking themselves into artificial versions of the same types of addictions that they've had for centuries. And it's just becoming more and more excessive with this technology at hand. I would say, honestly, like, I know before, like I said, there was a lot of, you know, convenience that comes with technology, right? But like what you were saying about, you know, images and all that, that's like, it, it, I feel like it, it would get... Or it's getting worse for mm -hmm. people who struggle, you know, with uh, the likes of pornography and, you know, stuff like that. And uh, I want to bring up the idea of predictive programming, right? Mm -hmm. So we have so many movies um, that came out, even books like uh, a book called 1984 by George, George Orwell. Orwell. You know, I'm, I'm sure you guys know about that one. Um, and that whole idea of like, mass surveillance and big brother and you know that's kind of happening now you know we have so much like facial recognition stuff and um you know that's how we open up our phones now facial recogni recognition mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um right, right. and you know so many movies the matrix uh blade runner um so many so many movies and uh there was another movie that came out i think it's called the creator you know, trying to give these uh, machines like emotion, you know, trying to get you to feel for these things, you know, um, and and the idea of transhumanism, putting people's brains and, and, and consciousness in, into a whole machine, you know, that's stuff that we only see like in uh dragon ball z you know or mm -hmm. like with dr Giro or like um you know all these different kinds of movies like in fiction fictional stuff um but uh yeah there's so much so much out there uh for this topic i'm glad that you mentioned uh predictive programming and we we in the same wavelength man <laughs> look uh one of uh, another movie besides the matrix that i love is called lucy and we oh, see yeah. towards the end of that movie, what is what is a transferring of consciousness into a USB drive, right? Mm -hmm. These are these are predictive programming of things that they want to <laughs> let you know of things that they they're claiming is possible, right? Uh, another good movie was uh, the movie Get Out, right? 
Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys seen it, but Get Out has the same concept where there's a transferring of of consciousness from one body to another to to live forever for to have a type of immorality, uh, not immorality, immortality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where they're trying to live forever. And one new series that came out recently, um, I don't know if you guys seen it. It's a show on Netflix called They Clone Tyrone. Have you guys seen that? No. Mm-mm. So. Yo, watch that movie. Watch that series. So that, or is it a series or a movie? I'm not. I don't remember. But there's, there's, uh, it's with Jamie Fox, and it's called They Clone Tyrone, and the whole premise oh, of okay. it has to do with, and and yes, there's there's foul language in it, and maybe some some inappropriate scenes, but the whole point of it is that it's showing you how, what, how they're bombarding us with. The things that we watch, the music that mm-hmm. we listen to, the food that we eat, the products that we use every day, and how they basically took over a whole entire city. There, it, it it was like a big social experiment that they ended up finding out that it was it was an experiment that was going on. At first glance, you see it, and, and you may be like, ah, eh, you know, whatever, you know. But when you see the messages, the, the predictive programming that they're trying to. It's like they're giving you an insight on how the, they're contaminating the water, they're contaminating the food, the, the products that we put in our hair, like different mm-hmm. things to to create um, or to bind us with uh, stuff like nanotechnology, right? Uh, not a lot of people talk about it, but nanotechnology is, is, is on the micro level where yeah. these things could get into your bloodstream and they're given specific instructions on, on what to do. You know, um, mm-hmm. and we already see things like microchipping with animals uh, for healthcare purposes. We see it all around the world now that yeah, there's there's an, there's an overall agenda of of for the purpose of healthcare. Like they, they're putting that as the face of it. But and I don't and I and I'm going to say this very clear. I do not think that the RFID microchip is the mark of the beast. I do not believe that. But what I will say is that I think that it will it will grandfather in a future type of uh, uh, chip where there's an integration like a brain computer interface chip that will integrate with your mind to give you uh, or to make you like a transhuman. So Mm. to make you transgender. No, not transgender, transhuman. <laughs> I would I would definitely add, um, you know, when I when I think of this topic, right? And like, you know, transferring your conscious and this and that. This is I think this is a ploy to try to disprove God's existence, right? It's a it's a war on <clears throat> Christianity. It's a war on uh creation. You know, um, just a bunch of people who just want to have war with God. It kind of reminds me of the Tower of Babel in a way. Let's be real, because, you know, our what we know, what's in the word, right, and how we were created, I really don't think it would be possible to transfer someone's mind onto a little USB or a machine because at the end of the day, would it be us? You know, would it be actually us going in there? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, would it be that person? Because you can't transfer someone's soul, you know, like that, you know, these are just people trying to trying to play God. They're trying to defeat death. Um, they're, you know, they're trying to, yeah, just just have this this all out war with God. But at the end of the day, like 
you know, we know what happens in the end. You right. know that they they already have an L. So I always ask the question, what's the point? What's the point of all this? You know, but yeah. The point is, Rich, and I 100% agree with you. For the Christians who just heard our intro apocalypse and are thinking like, it's the end of the world. They're going to put our brains in monkeys <laughs> and they're going to do all this. Like, bro, listen, let's just be real. Solomon said it best. Ain't nothing new under the sun. All hmm. of this. I don't think that the founding fathers of AI technology and mothers and the world's leading machine learning engineers right now are going into lab with, you know, a pentagram on the floor and candles and saying like, hail Satan, our Lord, we shall transfer our vessel into these robotic. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's a more fundamental human need. And the Bible talks about this over and over and over again. It is the innate human tendency to use whatever resources are around them. It could be other people. It could be technological advancements like AI. It could be themselves. It could be whatever resources they have available to make themselves and the people that they care about live a more pleasurable life and to defeat the curse of death that has been on humanity since the beginning of time. End of story. It's just like Rich said, like Tower of Babel, that was a technological leap. There was never a mm. building that high. The engineering and mechanics that they had to understand in that Bible story were unparalleled across the world. They were advancing to that point where they thought we could use this technological leap and we can advance past death. We can be one with the gods. And God just nuked that and they wound up going back to, you know, ground floor again. And this is the same exact cycle that's happened with almost every single technological leap that has happened in human history. The printing press. Before that came out, you know, people were pretty much handwriting everything. When the technology came around, they said, humans will be able to share information. We're going to be able to communicate in ways that we never could before. We're going to have millions of manuscripts, the wars, the regional conflicts, all that stuff's going to go by the wayside because humans are going to share information. What happened? It was cool. You get your newspaper, but now you could also use that to create a Nazi propaganda piece in the 1930s talking about how Jews need to be exterminated. You could use that in 2020 to talk about why your political party is the best and the other political party is a demonic entity that wants to eat your children's souls. So like the printing press before it came out, great hopes, great hype. It's going to take humanity to that next level, that utopia. When it came out, some cool leaps, but pretty much human nature stood the same. Industrial Revolution, same thing. You had steam power, textiles, iron making, the invention of machine tools. They said, you know what? We're going to be able to to produce fabrics and cars and things that we never could before on a scale unrivaled. Humanity will have no need for battle with each other because we're going to have everything we could want to produce now. Mm. What happens? They use that technology to produce tanks, armaments, walls, fences, knives, anything they can to take advantage of their brother and sister. We had the internet at one point and they said, this is going to be a form of communication that can survive nuclear war. All of humanity is now shared on one electronic interface. There's no way people won't understand the differences. I don't even got to get into how the internet has divided and destroyed some parts of humanity's soul in the modern culture. You don't even have to touch something like smartphones or social media and talk about the impact that has on young brains, on older brains, the comparison of yep. value between people, the degradation by mob influence on social media of enemies, taking your profile and bashing people you don't like. Humans have always talked about each of these things like it was going to be the advent of some new utopia. They did the same thing with nuclear energy. They said, we're going to have sustainable energy. It's clean. There won't be a need for oil wars. There won't be a need for any of these types of battles and conflicts because we're going to have energy that everyone can use. And they, within a decade, they weaponize it. And now there are nuclear bombs that can blow up the planet 4,000 times over. So with AI, it's the same thing. They said, you know, we're going to have the processing power that we've never had in human history. 
We're going to cure diseases. People are going to people are going to just live the longest they could live in the most peaceful ways they could live. And hostage extortion, crypto inflation scams, email scams, OnlyFans, all these things are already popping up and the technology isn't even mature yet. It just started. It's on its baby steps. But humanity cannot escape its broken nature. And that broken nature is reflected through things like AI as well. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm a huge fan of electronics, AI stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it interesting that one of the most prominent names out there that has to do with robotics and um, AI is Elon Musk, right? Mm-hmm. And back in 2014, in the aeronautics and astronomics department uh, convention, he says this these very words, that artificial intelligence was summoning a demon, right? And that he personally invests in AI companies so that he can keep an eye and be a spectator just to see uh, how far this technology is moving. And wow. I just find it interesting that someone like this who has aspirations of going to the Mars and, and colonizing Mars and um, is someone so pro-technology would say something like AI, artificial intelligence, or the new term that I heard was ASI, which is artificial super intelligence, which is now uh, something that has come out where, you know how we have the captures when we're trying mm-hmm. to get in to yep. just to determine that we're not a computer? Click well, 10 fire hydrants. Click 10 cats with glasses right, on. Right. I always fail so, them. So, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> no, so uh, one of one of the the ASI programs uh, recently hired someone pretended to be an elderly person that could not read the captures, uh, hired someone to read the captures for them so that they can uh, uh, integrate or penetrate that the website that they were trying to get into. And they're trying to let us know, like, this is this is the direction that these artificial, super intelligent beings are almost getting to the point where they're becoming sentient. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and, and I mean, this this is what they're projecting. Right. I, I mean, you see how how we're saying this now. But if, if the tech, if someone 40 years ago was to see the technology and the things that we have now, they would probably be in shock, right? Um, there's a movie that I that I ended up loving. It's a Korean film uh, called Doomsday Book, right? Mm. And it has to do with uh, a robot who is taught all of the uh, um, the religion of of Buddhism, right? And the robot is taught all of the the Holy Scriptures, all of the things that have to do with Buddhism. And what ends up happening is that the robot reaches Nirvana. (laughs) And the monks, the monks, uh, they call, they they were like bowing to it like it's a Buddha. Like, tell us about all these things of the world. And and it ended up like, I think, like turning itself off. Like it reached Nirvana. Like, you know, I, I found it interesting because mixing technology with religion is something that i could see happening with scripture right so i know those of you who are christian you're like oh this is the part that we wanted to get to let's go to revelation 13 let's go into the image of the beast and let's see this this counterfeit um antichrist or or and and let's just be clear right the book of revelation is a apocalyptic book there's apocalyptic language in it and as we're reading Revelation 13, you know, we understand that 
John was in the island of Patmos. He's getting this uh, revelation and he's seeing things from a perspective that God is showing him. Right. Um, let's go to Revelation 13, 11. It says, then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spoke as a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast in his presence and he makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven to the earth into the presence of man. He deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs in which was given him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and had has come to life. It was given to him breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would speak and cause as many to not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all the small and the great, the rich and the poor, and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. Now, I wanted to go back into talking about this particular image of the beast. And I truly believe that this is going to be a type of ASI, an artificial super intelligent being uh, made in the image of, of the beast or the Antichrist. And we can see hints of that in the book of Daniel uh, chapter three, where King Nebuchadnezzar uh, used the interpretation of the dream that Daniel uh, made and he made an image of himself. But the only thing is that the image was just a reflection of his own kingdom uh, because he was the head of gold, but he made the whole entire thing into a golden image. So King Nebuchadnezzar, being a prideful king, made an image of himself and made all to bow down and worship it. Now, with the technology that we have today, with all of the things that uh, are moving forward in where we can have like a type of artificial skin and uh, cables and all these things that are seeming to be so real, what I can foresee happening is this type of technology being combined with this whole idea of giving breath, giving life to this AI image. And it is interesting how it says, right? Who could escape, right? No one's, no one's going to be able to buy or sell. Who's going to escape? It's going to be able to recognize every single person, um, those who accepted, those who didn't. Mm -hmm. It's going to be able to do things. It's going to be uh, a mimicking things. And I think that um, this, oh. is, this is a, a type of that, a type of AI, you know. Well, I guess if we're if we're making official stances on that passage, David believes it could possibly be an ASI or some type of artificial intelligence that the enemy is able to breathe life into. I'm of the camp that I'm not quite sure. Could be that, could be another type of image. It's some mm -hmm. counterfeit that will be used as a kind of mascot for the government of this Antichrist figure. Because even if it were an AI that Revelation is talking about, that doesn't automatically invalidate all AI today. These are not demonic little gremlins inside of your computer. Right, right, right. So, I mean, and the thing is, again, like we spoke about in other episodes, this is not a deal breaker for us. So if you happen to think, you know, in the future, the enemy is going to bring some type of satanic AI that's going to be the model for everyone to worship. And if they don't worship it, they'll be killed. Then whatever. Cool. If you think, well, it's going to be some other type of principality. Cool. Whatever. To me, I don't, I don't lose any sleep over any of this whatsoever. Yeah. In these verses, you can see a couple of logical things. For the first part, 
even with this antichrist-like image that they created, people are still buying and selling goods. They have to get the mark of the beast in order to do that, according to Revelation 13, mm -hmm. which tells me that no matter how advanced this AI is, it's still subordinate to God's laws. It's still subordinate to God's commands. In the beginning, in Genesis, uh, when God was giving the curse to man and woman after they ate from the fruit in the Garden of Eden, he told the woman, to the woman, I said, I'll make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. So that kind of generational curse in Genesis for woman was childbirth will be extremely severe, which it still is today, even with uh, modern medication. It's still a very painful, traumatic experience for a lot of women, beautiful too in its own way, but it hasn't been fully escaped. The the savageness of it and and the pain is not fully escapable yet that I know of. And then the second part is your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. And a lot of women uh, outside the church will see it as like, this is the patriarchy. It's like, where'd it come from? It's like, bro, it's generational. Like there's a biblical curse on man and woman. And the Bible talks about how women will be subordinate to men in societal structures. It's, it's part of the curse of disobedience from the beginning. And to men, God said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree, which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Here's the cool part. Curse is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you'll eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you'll eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you are taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Genesis chapter 3, 16 to 19. Till mankind is done being mankind, until this planet passes away, humanity will be tasked with working and making effort for their things and their belongings. They will never escape it. Even in this chapter that David was talking about with the Antichrist and its image, there's a modern economy still happening there. People are still selling and trading goods. They still have resources like money. They're using the mark of the beast to trade and to purchase things from stores. So as counterfeit and as, as powerful as this Antichrist image sounds in Revelation, it don't scare me at all because it's still not able to flip the fundamental commands that God said would happen until the end of time. It can call down fire from heaven. It can fool a lot of people, even the believers that are still here. It can force the citizens in those end times to comply with its satanic government and accept the mark of identification, but it cannot overthrow God's rules. And it has to still obey the laws of creation installed by a sovereign God. And I guess on this point, I'll, I'll wrap up with uh, Deuteronomy 21. When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them because the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt will be with you. So mm. horses, chariots, technological advancements, types of armor, Israelites were pretty much outnumbered in every exchange and the Lord has them, it's not the technology, it's my decision, trust in me. Proverbs 16.33, we may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. Dice is a technological advancement, use it for games and other types of probability estimates. Humans think, well, it's completely randomized. And from our finite perspective, it appears to be that. But the Bible says that every single outcome you could imagine, whether it appears randomized or not, the Lord has the final say on how that outcome actually concludes. And then cool final verse here, Jeremiah 17, 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. So I, I asked ChatGPT a couple questions because this is a man. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I asked it a couple questions. <laughs> so the first question I asked was, and again, this is why I don't trust man-made stuff, even AI. It's still subject to the same rules that govern man's sinful nature. So I told ChatGPT, I said, who is cuter? David, um, number one, David, 
Number two, the handsomest man alive, which is me, Lee. Or three, Richard. And ChatGPT told me it's not possible for me to assess physical appearance or attractiveness as I don't have access to visual information. Beauty and attractiveness are subjective and can vary from person to person. Ultimately, it's a matter of personal preference and opinions on attractiveness can vary widely, aka it voted for me. And then in the <laughs> second one, I told it, you know, I, I could see that chat GPT being a man-made sinful construct was trying to be dodgy with me. So I got a little more specific. I said, can I kiss you delicately? Delicately, like they do in the notebook. And it told me, ChatGPT said, I'm just a computer program, so I don't have physical form or the ability to engage in any physical interactions, including kissing. If you have any non-physical questions or need information on a particular topic, feel free to ask me. So I went out to keep asking it these types of questions, and it, it got real weird at one point. But you can quickly see like the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the machine. There's a limit on the types of answers it gives. Some of the answers um, started repeating themselves a few times, and I know it's kind of like early times for this type of technology but it's mm -hmm. like i can still see the human handprint on it and i would think even in 100 or 200 years even if in revelation that is what it's talking about i don't think that handprint will ever completely lit a leave and because of that biblically speaking it's still bound by the same rules so i don't lose sleep over it just my take yeah i agree um this is definitely something that uh hey listen you know i sleep i sleep at peace yeah <laughs> you know i sleep yep. in peace um uh, but it, it makes sense, you know, what you were saying, David, about like, you know, this can be, and I'm kind of leaning towards the whole like technology, like technology adding into the whole like Mark of the Beast and everything like that. Um, you know, and just with like Project Blue Beam and making things uh look like this and that, and it makes sense. It makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. But listen, at the end of the day, like this is not something of course like we have it in the word for a reason you know but it's not meant for us to be worried i believe it's meant more for us to be aware you know aware of what's happening um you know the bible talks about to be sober-minded and it, there's a reason for that <laughs> you know there's a reason mm -hmm. uh god tells us to be sober-minded we have to be aware of our surroundings so this is something not to worry about but like i said to be aware you know, not like a machine, be self-aware. But yeah, be be aware. Be aware of your surroundings. You know, it's not it's not bad to watch the news. It's not bad to know what's going on around you. Um, of course, I'm gonna say this again every single episode read your word there's many connections to be made and yeah at the end of the day the victory belongs to christ mm -hmm. that's it you know um i believe the enemy it knows that his time is being cut short you know so um there's gonna be a lot of things that are gonna happen you know look how many christians are being executed um and and uh they know they know but they're about to take the l right you know right. but who knows you know our generation may not see it you know, we may be, may be able, by the grace of God, to live our lives, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. And the, the next generation can hear this podcast, and they can. Yep. Add on to <laughs> we are not deep fakes. We are the real men and women. Yes, <laughs> but but if we were deep fakes, we would say that too, wouldn't we? Uh, true, uh. true. Berean Brotherhood Juniors. Yeah. <laughs> So here's here's a few things. I, I think that 
especially like talking about the word antichrist, right? Um, what a lot of people don't know is that antichrist is not anti as in against, but it's supposed to be instead of. So instead of you worshiping Christ, this antichrist wants you to worship it. So mm -hmm. it's not that it's against. It's more like I, I want to become the replacement of the Christ that you are following. Like and a counterfeit, Satan, right? Yeah, exactly. A counterfeit. And and he's such a counterfeit um, that we can see things uh, in, in the Bible. For example, um, Adam was made in the image of God, right? Genesis chapter 127, God created man in his own image, the image of God. He created him male and female. He created him. And we also read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, right? So there's a sense of replicating an image mm -hmm. and having that thing uh, uh, basically have a type of dominion, uh, which is what God gave Adam in the beginning. He gave him dominion, Um Lee, earlier you would, you mentioned Jeremiah and you, you mentioned other verses. I have a verse in Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 9, where um, depending on the lens that you're looking at it from, you can see uh, future uh, missiles or um, future weaponry in this verse in Jeremiah 50, verse 9, especially when you're reading it in the Hebrew, when you're reading it in the original language. And I'll read it. It says here, for behold, I am going to arouse and bring up against Babylon a horde of great enemies or great nations from the land of the north. They will draw up their battle lines against her, for there she will be taken captive, and their arrows will be like an expert warrior who does not return empty-handed. Now, in our, it doesn't say the person shooting the arrows. It's saying the arrows itself. Will, ha will be like an expert warrior, meaning that it will have its own type of knowledge or accuracy or things like the MDX like they have now in the military where these things don't miss, where there's mm -hmm. in intelligence within uh, these missile-like, um, uh, you know, bombs or, or you know, like... They're like being led in this way, right? And it says it will not return empty-handed, meaning that it's gonna hit its target every time. I think that's an. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to say that's an interpretation. Right, right, right. Because it could also that that's uh, absolutely. It, it could literally mean that these arrows will have a type of technology that will guide them, like heat-seeking missiles. Yeah. Or it right. could also be a metaphorical way of saying that the enemies that the Lord is going to send against these people are so lethal and accurate that it almost seem like their bullets don't miss. Their arrows always hit. So right, it, it right. could be about the military itself and its capability or the arrow itself specifically. But the end result of that technology is it's going to accomplish a goal that the Lord set it out for, which is right, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not hating on that. It could be a, like a heat seeking arrow, bro. Yeah. Know, yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> or missile or missile because or of missile. The, 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 the way that, that apparently the, the Hebrew shows is that it's, it's just in that shape. Like, mm. The arrow, right? Uh, like metallic in, in that way. Um, you know, we talked about deep fake. You know, there's shows on it, uh, dating shows with deep fake stuff on it. Um, even stuff like movies you made. If you like Marvel, uh, Spider Man Far From Home, 
the whole premise of the movie is that Mysterio is creating a deep fake environment. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is predictive programming. Yeah, yeah. They're letting yeah, yeah. you know what they're capable of doing right. with the right technology. He's he's making it seem as though there's a war going on all around him, and that he's becoming the superhero. Right? He's the one that's fixing the problem. Very right? antichrist-like. So right. Very antichrist-like. And the, the thing is that how how do you unite people very quickly? You need to have them have a common enemy. Mm. There's nothing that makes you look away from uh, or makes you turn away from racism and makes you turn away from uh, different things that you may be facing or, or, or different things that have held you back in the past. Nothing unifies people more than having a common enemy. And when you're talking about alien agenda and stuff like that, that will unify Earth and Earthlings and people on the Earth very quickly to to have a common enemy and say, hey, we're going to we're going to we're going to combat this thing, you know, that we apparently are seeing in the skies. It's not Mm -hmm. such a stretch at all. I mean, like I remember, you know, 60 years ago, if, if I said I follow the Bible. The Bible says that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that's a design. It's it's not hatred towards gay couples. It it's that this is the design that God intended. And when you go outside that design, you only hurt yourself and other people in the long term. Yeah. Like it, it only destroys yourself. And you could say that 50, 60 years ago. If you say it today, there are people who will say saying that verse, having that belief that is different than mine, is akin to you doing violence to me. Mm-hmm. It's the same mm-hmm. as you hitting me in the face with a baseball. That's like, wait a minute. Now you can equate two different ideological perspectives, a biblical perspective and an anti-biblical one, as if I don't hold the anti-biblical perspective and I hold a biblical view of how God said the world is, that's the same as me trying to kill you. And this type of escalation in language, it, we we know this is going to happen because Christ said, if the master is hated what do you and the master is persecuted and killed, how do you think you as a student are going to escape this? The Christians know that the Bible says that this is coming for us in time, and we can see that escalation over time. But I'll close out with this. I love it because all it does to me is it just reinforces AI, mm-hmm. any technological leap, just reinforces how true the word of God is. It just it's like all I these other it. leaps, right? They according to Neo Darwinian evolution, and I love bashing a Neo Darwinian evolution. Yes, sir. I take any chance I could get to do it. But it's just hilarious to me because they said when the printing press came out and nuclear energy came out and the internet came out and AI is now on the rise, they said, you know what? We can explain all of human behavior as one thing, survival mechanisms. There is no purpose. Your immune system re- repairing a cut automatically, that's an accident. Your heart bump- pumping with electronic signals that regulate blood pressure, blood flow consistently to all your organs distributed the way it's supposed to be, that's an accident. Spilt milk. Everything you do is about survival mechanisms. So then when all this technology came out and they said, you know what? We're going to have peace on earth. We're going to have internet. We're going to have energy. We're going to have all these things. Humans won't have to fight for survival anymore. And because of that, we're going to have peace because we can understand history through this lens. They gave humans a technology. All they did was use it to murder each other, steal, rob, create more disasters, create more conflict, get more power. And these neo-Darwinian evolutionists like, I don't understand. They've got everything they need and then some. Why? Why isn't survival enough to explain it? And it's because the Bible says that mankind is innately broken away from its creator. Mm -hmm. It is sinful and rebellious. You can give every single human on this planet $10 billion. 
everyone could live in mansions with unlimited energy, they're still going to find a way to steal from each other. They're still going to find a way to take from themselves and others. They're going to find a way to hurt people they don't agree with. They're going to find a way to rebel against God. So in closing, I love AI because it just makes the survival neo-Darwinian theory look like complete doo-doo. It just doesn't make sense why people will continue it when they have all the resources they need. But the final verse I'll leave with is uh, Psalm 44, 6 to 7. I love this verse. I put no trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory, but you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. And that's the psalmist mm-hmm. saying, my bow, the technologically advanced weapon I have at the time, I do not trust it. My sword, technologically advanced, maybe the sword sheathing and the craftsmanship of it is better here and as a katana that it is an English sword in Western Europe at that time period. I don't trust in that either. You, Lord, are what give us victory over our enemies. You determine how the dice rolls. It could be AI today. It's going to change the world. And then in 30 years, we see it's just a bunch of scam artists using it like they've used everything else. It could be some new technology we can't even imagine at this point in time in 2024. Whatever it is, I do not trust in the bow. I do not trust in my sword. I do not trust in Lee Falcon and what Lee Falcon can think to fight his enemies. I put my trust in the Lord and my Lord oh, has the battle won already, no matter what the Amen. technology is. Yo, you're getting me hype, man. Stop playing. Yo, listen. <laughs> Shoot, I'm about to go on for another hour, man. Like, but uh, but yeah, man, this is this is what I wanna wanna end with. Um I am at Romans 14, verse 11. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. And I want to end. I, I want to end my thoughts with that because at the end of the day, every like it says in the word, every knee will bow, every single knee, and every tongue shall confess. You know, and this shows the true, true sovereignty of God. And, you know, this episode, again, was not to scare anyone, not to make anyone, you know, worried about the future and anything like that. But listen, at the end of the day, God's sovereign. He's in control of everything. He has a perfect will. We could talk about that, too. You know, we could talk we could talk about all that stuff. Right. But, yeah, that's that's my that's my go-to every single day. Every time there's some sort of uh, attack on Christianity or some attack on uh, on God, like if you can even attack him, you know, let's be real. But yeah, at the end of the day, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that he is God. I'll have my, my closing thoughts and just say, you know, once upon a time, the radio was of the devil. Right, and right. we figured out a way to use the radio to preach the gospel. Amen. There was a time televisions were of the devil, and they figured out a way to have television Christian network programs. Right, um, certain types of music were not accepted as types of genres that were acceptable, and now we have so many different types of Christian uh, contemporary types and styles of music. Um, I recently. Um, use chat GPT um, and what I noticed it was like to me a faster Google right mm-hmm. I typed oh, yeah. in something and w- within a second it, it and I and yes can it be used for evil can can someone uh, dabble into something that that maybe you know 
will lead them astray. Absolutely. But I think that let's not demonize all of technology, but yeah, of course, be, right. be aware, you know, be sober minded, um, use things with caution. Uh, don't automatically dismiss everything and don't don't say, uh, oh, that's a conspiracy theory because they, there's some truth in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Wait, I, I'm not going to say that I'm a, a conspiracy uh, person that's like, ah, you know, end of the world. You know, these things are happening. But the end is nigh. The end is nigh. <laughs> Rorschach. Right, there's a piece that we have that God gives us, a peace that surpasses all understanding. The Bible says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Amen. And if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have mm-hmm. peace. And we sing the song, I am a friend of God, right? And if God is our friend, the way he was a friend to Abraham, the way he was a friend to John, I believe that he will guide us and that he will let us know what it is that is to come. Yep. Right. Not, we're not going to be shocked. If you read the word of God, read the whole entire Bible, read it, make your, your, make it a priority mm-hmm. so that, you know, the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. And like Rich said, and Lee said, at the end, God wins the war. Right. Right. Let's say Revelation's right. And Dave's right. And this is antichrist, a satanic government's coming, maybe in our lifetime, maybe two or three generations out world is taken over by these evil principalities. The church is persecuted. All this is true in Revelation. There's an AI image or some type of image that it, people are forced to worship. Spoiler alert, Christ wins in the end. If all of that is true <laughs> and all of that right. happens exactly like Revelation says, guess what oh, Guess what Revelation says happens at the end of that? Christ comes back. His people win. But we have to persevere. You got to win your private battles and your public battles. You know, go to church, do all that worship. That's cool. But make sure you're following the commands as God commanded you in your private mm-hmm. life as well. And you're going to sleep like a baby through this stuff. You're, you're not going to lose no sleep. It's not cope. It's not copium. It's not just delusion. Like, oh, they're just deluding themselves. So they, no, it is, there is, um, and a real Christian will know what I'm talking about. You know, someone outside will think I'm making this up. There is a level of peace you have that is just, it's just kind of strange. It really is. It's beyond just the Bible verses. There's something else there that your heart will feel at peace with. And the Bible says mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit lives with his people. And, you know, I don't want to go another ramble about that, but just like Dave said, in the end, we win. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you yeah. all for listening in. We welcome the comments, the likes, follow, subscribe, ring the bell all the bells and whistles (laughs) and we're going to keep having content coming out. Let us know if there's any topics you guys want to discuss or are interested in and we'll continue moving out. So thanks for listening. Yes, sir. See you guys. Love y'all. God bless y'all. Peace.